0: It's time for a big blue kickoff live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants Mobile App. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants
1: Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. And have some fun. Welcome to the newest edition. It's Friday of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants Mobile app. John Schmelk, Paul Dettino, Lance Meadow with you. The phone number is 973-667-1960. We appreciate you being with us today. Of course, Big Blue Kickoff Live is on the Giants Podcast Network, presented by Investors Bank. You can find the archive of this show and all of our shows at Giants.com slash podcast on the Giants mobile app and your favorite podcast platforms. Today will be our second Big Blue Kickoff Live mock draft. Lance Medal, Paul Dottino, are you set and ready to go? Let's do it. Okay, let's rock and roll, guys. We try to split these teams up differently each time. We also try to do things differently. And, again, this is not necessarily trying to predict and having fun and yelling at who's wrong and things of that nature. We're trying to figure out legitimate scenarios so the Giants fans and and us, quite frankly, can have an idea of who's going to be sitting there for the Giants, each one of these picks. We're going to try to get through these pretty quick today since it's number two. And I'll start. I'm not going to waste any time. Jacksonville Jaguars, pick number one. Trevor... Lawrence, all right, you're up number two, Mr. Dettino, for your New York Jets. We're not wasting time here. No no
0: reason for that. We're just going to take Lawrence. Well, look, I will say one thing of reason here before I make the Jets pick. There's no way they should have done what they've done. I'm not a Sam Darnold fan. I just think he's okay. They should have stuck with him. They should have either drafted around him and taken Kyle Pitts here at number two, or they should have made a trade with the pick and gotten a boatload of players. They screwed up. They made a mistake. They're going to take Zach Wilson, and they will rue the day that they do it.
1: Okay, pick number three. Let's go to Lance Meadow. You are up number three for the San Francisco 49ers, who have traded up with the Eagles.
2: Well, I think they're eventually going to decide on taking a quarterback, even though I do believe Kyle... Shanahan does think a little bit outside the box, and he's going to have his choice here, but I think they're ultimately going to go with Justin Fields. He's had another workout with them. I know there's concerns about the epilepsy, but I really don't think that's a big issue because he played all throughout his Ohio State career, and and I think having a mobile quarterback like him takes that Niners offense to a new level, so I think they're ultimately going to land Justin Fields.
1: So why'd you go Fields instead of Jones here, which is what I did last week, by the way. Just curious.
2: Well, I think he's a more dynamic quarterback. And like I said, Kyle Shanahan, if you go throughout the course of his career, he's never had a mobile guy. He's had really good quarterbacks. He's had Matt Ryan. He's had Kirk Cousins. I think this completely changes what they could do on offense with all their movement at the line of scrimmage, which is something I don't think
1: Mac Jones would give them. Okay, fair enough. Now, I'm up for the Atlanta Falcons at number four. I was hoping that Justin Fields would drop to me here at number four. Because to keep things a little bit fresh, I was going to take a quarterback. It makes it a little bit tougher. Kyle Pitts is the easiest selection here. Matt Ryan's 36. I think he has declined a little bit. But they have to keep him for two more years. So since we will try to make these drafts a little bit different and talking to somebody that covers the Falcons, quarterback is an option for them here. So I am going to go a little off the radar here. And I'm going to give them... Trey Lance, who's raw, has a lot of ability, but can sit behind Matt Ryan for at least a season, maybe two, and then they have their quarterback of the future down there in Atlanta.
0: You know, John, I could understand the Lance pick if they decide that they need to go quarterback because you're right. Matt Ryan should be there for at least another year or two, and this way there's no reason to hustle the rookie into the lineup.
1: So I could understand the logic. All right, you're up, Paul, number five here. We're going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals, and the world is their oyster, my friend. Not one non-quarterback off the board. You have your pick of the litter. Yeah, well, here's
0: the problem, okay? Uh, I talked to somebody yesterday who claims to know what the Bengals are doing, and apparently they believe that there's a fight internally in Cincinnati between the fact that Joe Burrow is lobbying very hard for Jamar Chase.
1: I've heard the same thing. He
0: wants Chase, okay? But the organization is thinking if they've got a chance to take Sewell to protect that quarterback and to make sure that he doesn't get hurt, they need to do that for his own good. So now who wins? Does the quarterback who is the face of the franchise lobbying for his guy, does he win? Or does the front office put their foot down and say, no, it's got to be Sewell? I'm going to say they wind up caving and they go for chase.
1: Even over Pitts? Yes. Okay. And now Lance, the Miami Dolphins have to be looking their chops here, my friend.
2: Yeah, I mean, at this point I was thinking maybe they'd have to choose between the two Alabama wide receivers, but I think that Brian Flores and company are all smiles. They have Gasicki, okay, who's a very good tight end, but remember, you're planning for how you could utilize this guy moving forward with still a young quarterback in Tua. They addressed the offensive line last season. You could make an argument. Rashawn Slater, I think, would be a good fit for the Dolphins because of his versatility, but I just think the versatility of Kyle Pitts is too much to pass up, so they run that card up, and they add him into the mix with the Devontae Parkers and the Wolf Fullers of the
1: world. Easy pick. I'm with you. Now, the Lions are sitting here at number seven, and this is interesting. If Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase were there, I would consider taking one of them. Since they are not, I'm going to go to the next, what I think is franchise-level player available in the class. So I'm going to give them Penny Sewell offensive tackle as their left tackle of the future. Hmm. And now Paul's up with the Panthers, and he can go a bunch of different ways here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Carolina is a really interesting problem for me, John, because I've had people tell me some things about them, and I don't know that I believe it. Uh, I, I've had some people tell me that they will go quarterback. I'm not sure I believe that.
1: I've heard O-line or corner. I've, heard, I've heard
0: corner as well, but if you look at their roster, honestly, if you were a football guy in charge of that organization – with with the quality of of Slater still sitting there knowing that you need offensive line help well, Paul, who I mean if it's if, it's, if a game's played today who's their left tackle exactly <laughs> exactly I mean, you know Greg greg little does not inspire a ton of confidence in me he just doesn't so I, I... I'm going to go the smart way. You asked us when we started this thing last week, you asked us to pick who you think they should pick, I think. No, no, who they will pick. Who they will pick. Yes. They're they're not... Oh...
1: I, I Honestly, think. Paul, if I was in your position, I would pick Slater here.
0: Well, I would, too, because I think that's the smart thing. But, see, I, I don't think half the NFL teams are as smart as I am. No, I mean. So that's the dude, problem. Remember, Matt Rule, though, is a former offensive Thank line coach. I was about he to is. Say,
1: uh, Lance, I was about to say just yeah. that. Thank you. I mean, all on. right, Slater. We'll go Slater for Carolina. <laughs> all right, Lance, one QB on the board left for you in that top five. Broncos at nine. What do you think? Well, I think Denver looks at drew
2: Locke is still a player with a lot of potential. I've said this time and time again, you can't just expect to change offensive coordinators and your quarterbacks magically going to develop. So I don't think Denver is going to go quarterback here. I don't think they're going to reach. I think they're going to build around drew Locke, and they have an interesting choice here. You could bring in a wide receiver. However, they drafted a lot of young wide receivers last year. So I actually think Vic Fangio, the head coach, He's a really good defensive coordinator. If he get his hands on a versatile defensive player like Micah Parsons, I think Micah Parsons is a really good fit for the Broncos.
1: Okay, Micah Parsons to the Broncos. So we do not have nine offensive players before the Cowboys at 10. And I'll tell you, I talked to somebody today, Parsons, they think might be on the radar for them, but it's probably going to be cornerback. And they said it could be a coin flip, by the way, between Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn. But I think the fit, in Quinn's system is just too strong for them to pass on Patrick Sertan. So I'm going to go Patrick Sertan here. But at, before I do that, I'm going to go and ask whether or not any of my friends that are picking later in this first round, like the Patriots at 15, might want to talk about a trade-up. Ring, ring, ring. Lance Meadow and the Patriots. Do you have any interest have in trading up I have no interest in moving up whatsoever.
2: Okie dokie. short and to the point. You nope. love to make trades. I'm not that big in making trades. Well, I'm totally teams, content teams with like, where I'm sitting. Teams
1: like to make trades.
2: Okay, I know they do, but I don't think New England's going to move up. Okay. I, I love all the speculation about them desperate for a quarterback. I, I'm just not
0: necessarily buying it. So
1: Okay, I will go Patrick Sertan there for the Cowboys at number 10. Sorry, Paul,
0: you're up. Yeah, well, you know that Sertan is my number one pick for the Giants, and so you did that on purpose just to kind no, of stick me in the kidney. Been I know i am telling
1: did. you that Sertan's going to be the Cowboys pick for a month, and you know and, it.
0: And I, and I also agree with you. I think that is the most dangerous team that could ruin my night. The Dallas Cowboys could absolutely make me throw up my pizza by taking Patrick Sertan. So, uh, you know, you're certainly in good company. So if I'm the Giants now, uh, and Sertan is gone, and we talked about the fact that uh, the offensive lineman is gone, but the surprising thing here is the receivers are suddenly still very much in play. So if I'm the Giants, and I'm going to put myself in Dave Gettleman's chair right now, he's got to decide it's either going to be,
1: I really do think it's going to be either Horn, or it's going to be one of the receivers. Wait, wait, wait. Ring, 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 Paul Dettino. I, I have a phone call coming in from the Arizona Cardinals selecting a number 16 and they really want one of those two big-time wide receivers that are still sitting on the board. And, 16, huh? And they are willing to make a trade with you. What and are you they, giving me? They are willing to deal either this year's second-round pick or this year's three plus next year's three. Where's your two? Uh, Arizona Cardinals at number two. Let me double-check that. I probably should have had that written down. Oh, actually, I do have it on my little spreadsheet here. They select in round two at 49. Thank you, Lance. So
0: 49 and 16 for 11. Yes. (sighs) If the Giants make this pick, I think it's going to be... Waddle over Horn. I think it would be those two guys. Well, we the know you're definitely is, not
2: taking Devontae Smith. So the we can question that. is,
0: do they make the pick or do we take the trade? Ah, uh, you know what? I'm, i Oh,
1: I made Catino think. Oh. I love it. I love it. I put him on the spot, John. You really did. I love it.
0: This is very hard for me because I honestly believe if if this is the way it falls, it's it's waddle or horn or trade out.
1: And I have heard, by the way, that the Cardinals are going to be very aggressive to try to move up and get one of those wideouts if they drop.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to take.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I love it. This is great. I love it.
0: I'm going to take your deal. I'm moving down to sixteen. Oh,
1: I love it. All right, so we got trade. Then, and the Arizona Cardinals will move up, and they are going to take Jalen Waddell. Because they kay. want an explosive wide receiver to put next to DeAndre Hopkins, who is kind of that, you know, uh, route runner, you know, catch the ball over the field type of guy. So they are going to yeah. go Jalen Waddell here. Now, John, I want you yes. to
0: understand, I'm taking that deal because I do think the second round is a really good sweet spot for not only uh, defensive edge guys, but also offensive linemen. And I and I also think that there's a lot of good wide receivers there, too. So these are three positions I'm very interested in, and I think that the uh, soil is, is really rich in the second round.
1: Let me ask you this. If Sertan was there, would you have made the trade? No. Okay, fair enough. Lance, you're up with the – Lance, well, first of all, what do you think of the move?
2: I think it's fine, but once again, I think at 11, with who's on the board, you could still get an impactful player. So I wouldn't necessarily have the urge to move down, regardless of whether or not you could walk away with a number two-round pick. Because the bottom line is, there still is a distinct difference between who you could take percentage-wise and who's going to pan out at 11 versus who you would get at 49. Well,
1: but No matter no, what no, no, you but, no, feel Lance, about that
2: 49th overall pick
1: That's not the question. The question is, is there a difference between the guy panning out between 11 and 16? That's the I would still argue
2: that based on what is still on the board at 11, I would still then take a player. Fair enough. And I wouldn't move down.
1: You're up for the Eagles, Mr. Meadow, at number 12. Well, the Eagles
2: are also very happy because now Devontae Smith falls right into their hands, and they need a playmaker to give Jalen Hurts, assuming he wins the starting quarterback position. That was a struggle for them, the wide receiver position. This adds an explosive playmaker who won the Heisman Trophy. I don't see why Philadelphia would be complaining from that perspective.
1: No, I agree. I think they would be very, very happy. Uh, boy, now you got the Chargers up here. I would have loved for one of those top two offensive linemen to drop to them. They did not. That's okay. Uh, they are still trying to build that offensive line out. They made some moves in for agency, bringing in guys like Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer. They have Brian Bulaga. But you know what I don't like? I don't like staring at Trey Pipkins as my starting left tackle. <laughs> don't like that. I want to protect my quarterback. So this is an easy pick for me. Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle to the Chargers at 13.
0: That's a good pick, John. I, I, I totally concur with that. That's not a bad pick at all.
1: Now, Paul, you're up for the Vikings. Then you got a three out of the next four, so you better buckle up here.
0: Well, the Vikings are in the same position, and actually they wanted Darasaw as far as I'm concerned. I think they also could badly use a pass rusher. I'm wondering right now if this is the spot where Phillips finally lands. You know, at some point, John, someone is going to get their medical staff to give the thumbs up on him, and he's going to be taken. I don't know if this is the spot, but I could see it happening. so i'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jalen Phillips to the Vikings. I like it. that's 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 a medical decision, obviously. We've all discussed it before.
1: Right, and Lance has made this point before, obviously, that um, Mike Zimmer was very unhappy with his defense last year, to say the least. And John, he's a number five. He's, he's a top five talent. Yeah, I we all know that. And the Vikings want to improve their defense. I think that's a fine pick, Paul. I like it. All right. All right, Lance, you're up.
2: Yeah, Minnesota right now absolutely needs a pass rusher, and they don't even know what's going to happen with some of the guys currently on the roster. So that defense pretty much went through a facelift. This offseason, I think their defensive tackles, though, will make a difference, especially with the addition of Dalvin Tomlinson. As far as the Patriots are concerned, once again, everybody's buying into this whole quarterback chatter, and New England, more often than not, doesn't necessarily go according to the rumors. It's easy here to take Mac Jones because he's still on the board. I think New England's going to pass up on that. I think by re-signing Cam, it buys them a little bit more time. He'll have another year of familiarity with the offense. And I think they're going to look to beef up the defense, which was just abysmal in stopping the run. I know they addressed it in free agency. I think they're going to go with another Alabama guy, and they're going to take Christian Barmore, who could get the pass rush going and can help stop the run.
0: Whoa! With a big fella. That that would seem to me, Lance, and I don't think your logic is off base at all, but that would seem to me, based on the consensus, to be a tad high for him, don't you think? Well, I've also heard that he's on the rise and yeah, that he
2: too. could go higher than most people anticipate. So He's you know, a good player. I think he's a really good player, and I think he's a perfect staple of what New England wants out of a defensive guy. He's got yeah. some versatility. He could do a little bit of everything. He'd do the dirty work. He'll get after the quarterback. I think that they would love his skill set and what he could do to help that unit.
0: Yeah, okay. I could totally I could totally dig it. Well, you just left uh, Vera Tucker for the Giants at sixteen.
1: Yeah, and and the other cornerback's still there, too, Paul. Uh,
0: Horn is still there, too, but Vera Tucker's going to be the Giants pick at 16.
1: That's funny, because you were considering Horn at 11, but I, I didn't feel like you were considering Tucker. I wasn't. So then why would you pick Tucker over Horn here
0: if you think <clears throat> Horn's the well, better player? Be- because, because, well, no, I was I was letting my preference for the defensive back kind of seep in a little bit, and, and now that I'm I'm back at 16... Uh, I don't think it's so much of a reach anymore for Vera Tucker. I think that, that the value at 16 kind of matches close to the value of where I would sit Horn. I'm not as high on Horn as other people are. No, I understand. I got you. You know? Um, so I'm going I'm to go Vera Tucker at 16 for the Giants, and then I'm going to take uh, Tevin Jenkins for the Raiders oh. at 17.
1: They need offensive line, John. I know, but that's who I wanted the uh, And I, I and I think he's a late drop.
0: first rounder. I think I think this is probably somewhat in his neighborhood, no?
1: Yeah, no, I know I think this is right in the neighborhood of him. I think this is, I think both those are excellent picks. Lance, you're up at eighteen for the Dolphins.
0: So
2: Miami, who I had made a selection for earlier with Kyle Pitts. Once again, I don't think offensive line is as big of a need as many people make that out to be because they did address it last year, and I think they want to continue to develop those guys. So Miami right now could be saying to itself, we want a defensive guy to help the pass rush. I think that's one direction they would go in. I think they've got a lot of offensive weapons at this point, so I would lean probably towards defense here. And I think this is right around where if you are a team and you want to take a flyer on an edge rusher, I think that would make sense. So I would say I could see the Dolphins going after Aziz Ojalari out of Georgia here at 18. I
1: think that's a good pick. Did you consider one of the other guys like a Quiddy Pay, someone like that?
2: No, absolutely, I did. I just look at... Ojalari and the Georgia ties to the New England ties to the Brian Flores ties and the amount of information that I think they could get from him and feel good that they could build off of what he did.
1: Well, Lance's refusal to pick a quarterback at two different spots has made the Washington football team very happy. <laughs> and they, and by the way, I think Paul wasn't thinking about this, but if he was Chicago, he probably would have been on the phone for the past few picks trying to move ahead of Washington to get the quarterback. And frankly, Washington probably would have been looking to move up too. But we didn't do that, so that's okay. Washington will take Mac Jones at 19. Easy pick. Run it to the podium. Paul, you're up.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Chicago Bears at number 20. And by the way, if Mac Jones wasn't there, I think Jeremiah Wusu koromoa is a pretty good fit for Washington. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I could see the Bears going one or two spots here. Actually, you know what? See, there's a guy that you keep you keep uh, harping on, John. You you like Bateman a lot in the first round. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not so this sure, might you know, be. A I'm little... not so sure that I am. It could be a little high. <sighs> this but might I'm be. Not... This might be a little rich for him at 20. But all right, you're getting into I think into the they area. could. They could consider him, depending upon how they feel about the rest of the offensive linemen. I don't honestly necessarily believe that there is another one there for this value. Uh, so I don't think they're going to go there. <sighs> you know, uh, uh, I
1: I think they go Tony. Oh, okay. I've heard that connection before, by the way. So yeah. I, I think that's a good pick. I and he actually f- he fits well next to Robinson. Ryan Robinson's he does. your contested detect guy. He's your playmaker guy. He's absolutely the other style. Yep, I'm with you. Lance, you're up. Indianapolis Colts at number 21.
2: Just a quick side note. I don't know if Chicago would have the itch to take a quarterback there if Mac Jones continues to fall. Because remember, I think Hello? the head coach and the general manager right now know that their clock is ticking, and they have Andy Dalton. So I think their goal is to help what Andy Dalton brings to the table as opposed to think of the future. That's I, just a thought.
1: I, I think the biggest thing that can save those two gentlemen's job is finding a good quarterback. You know what I mean? Well, but
2: the thing is, he may not even start this year, and Ooh. they may not be around to see his development. He would he would start the year. <laughs> I, think, I don't I think, know about that. I, I don't think, know if Mac Jones would start over Andy Dalton. Given
1: the everything we've heard about how smart he is and how great in meetings he's been, and just the way he plays the game, I don't know about you, Paul. I think he would win that spot to start the year. Just in my opinion,
0: I actually have a higher opinion of Andy Dalton than most people do. No,
1: I, I think I Andy I Dalton's like him actually too. pretty good. I have good. a very high opinion of with Dalton. That.
0: Yeah, you know. Um, so, but but I do understand your point, John. I think if you draft Mac Jones there, it's going to be kind of hard to keep him on the bench. Um, I don't know, man. That, that may come out to be a first month kind of thing where how do you come out of the gate? Okay, and that, if that's Dalton fine, comes too. comes out firing, then, he, then he's the guy. If sure. he doesn't, then Jones is, is the quick guy.
2: I buy that. I don't know. I buy that. Remember, Dalton also has an edge over Mac. regardless. It's not just the experience. It's the fact that Bill Lasers the offensive coordinator who is with him in Cincinnati. And if in, this is an offseason where you don't have a lot of on-field work, that's going yep. to be a huge advantage for That's a good, no, good point,
0: John. Good point, Lance. Good I, point, too. I could see that, too. I see that. Anyway.
2: All right, so the Indianapolis Colts here at 21. And this is interesting for them because I would argue they could utilize somebody in the secondary. So Greg Newsom is somebody I'm eyeing. They could also utilize perhaps somebody on the pass rushing front. But they could also use somebody on the offensive line here. Let's not forget, because of retirement and some movable parts, I don't know if Indianapolis is necessarily a finished product on the offensive line. And I know there's some toying around that maybe they move Quentin Nelson out to tackle. I don't know necessarily if I love that, but it's an option. And the goal is you want to get your five best guys on the field and protecting Carson Wentz after what he did in Philadelphia and what he had to deal with, I think is a huge priority. So if I'm in the year, I like. The idea of bringing in Alex Leatherwood, a massive individual, to help protect my quarterback and also continue to pound the football on the ground, which they did effectively.
0: How about that? Ooh,
1: I was thinking about taking him with the next pick with the Titans at 22, Mr. Meadow, because the Titans could use a little bit of help, but I think... This is an interesting thing, but I think the Titans actually have a pretty good team, and I think that was a good pick, Lance. The Colts, I think, have the freedom to go in any direction they want there. They don't have, like, dire needs at any particular spot. The Titans are endlessly looking for pass rushers. They did sign Bud Dupree, but to me, they drafted Harold Landry a couple years ago. Could they go Quiddy Pay here? I think that's a possibility. I also think a wide receiver is possible here. Do they want to replace Corey Davis? Because right now they have A.J. Brown, and I don't think I trust the rest of the guys on that wide receiver depth chart for Tennessee. And I actually think this is a good fit next to A.J. Brown. I'm going to give them Rashad Bateman, Paul, to line up okay. across from A.J. Brown and give them that receiver to give Tannehill another weapon out there on the outside.
0: I could actually see that, and I don't think that's really far-fetched. And and the Jets just threw a party in their draft room because they have no corners on their team, at yeah. least not oh, to speak Greg of. Oh, Greg
1: Newsome, here we go. Oh, no, so, yeah. Uh, they're, they're taking Horn.
0: Oh, I forgot J.C. Horn's still there. You're right. They're taking J.C. Horn right now. And to get him at 23, I think they're pretty happy. Yeah.
1: No, I, I forgot J.C. Horn was still on the board, to be quite honest with you. 100%. Yeah. And I thought about going corner for Tennessee, but they do have two guys that can start there. So I went Bateman instead. But, yeah, I think, I think Horn's an excellent pick there. Lance, you're up for the Steelers.
2: Well, Pittsburgh could go in a variety of directions here, given the fact that they lost a lot of personnel on defense. And I don't think that they need to think about their offense. I know the offensive line is something worthy of addressing because of a few guys on the left side. I just don't really see a guy in my mind that screams at me that I need to take here. If Leatherwood was still on the board, would absolutely have considered him. So I'm looking at adding some versatility, some playmaking ability on the defensive side of the ball. Bud Dupree, I lost because he went to Tennessee. I like Alex Highsmith, who I drafted last year, but I don't think you could ever have enough pass rushers. So I think the Steelers are going to take Quiddy Pay here.
1: Can't go wrong picking a pass rusher. And the Jaguars would have considered pay, but this just made their decision even easier. Uh, Greg Newsom is by far the next best cornerback on the board. They're going to take Greg Newsom at 25.
0: Newsom to Jacksonville. All right. So you're leaving me with Cleveland now, right? Yes, sir. At 26. Well, I definitely would have gone Newsom there. So the question becomes do I take a shot at. One of those boomer bust guys
1: like Gregory Rousseau. You've gone past the top three guys, though, edge rusher wise, I think at least. Always well, still there. Always still there. Yeah, well, this, again,
0: I, I think at this point, if I'm Cleveland, I'm looking at a boomer bust pass rusher, or I'm taking a shot that my medical people tell me that Farley is going to be okay. And that's where my decision lies. Um,. I say that uh, I will go, I wouldn't do this, but I could see them going for Farley.
1: All right, Caleb Farley. That, also, that still oft-injured secondary. They had another guy coming off injury, but that's fine. I think they do need help back there, Paul. I think that's a good pick. Okay. And they're a good team, so it makes sense. Lance, you're up for the Ravens now at 27.
2: Well, I think Baltimore is really excited here. They lost a few guys on the defensive side of the ball, and this name is still out there, and he, to me, screams Baltimore Raven because I think of what they could tap into, and I think they're going to run the card up, and I think they're going to grab Jeremiah Wusu That
1: is a great pick for them. Jock. That is a great pick for them. I think that's a really good value pick, and that's exactly what the Ravens do, right? They just wait for the best player to fall to them, and that's who they take, and that's what they did... Right there. All right. I'm up here for the Saints. I think the Saints are interesting. So they want to figure out what they got in Jameis, right? And I really, outside of Michael Thomas, guys, do you trust their wide receivers? You know, who do they have outside of that spot? With that said, I think the top wide receivers are off the board right now. They could go to the defensive side of the ball, obviously, and try to improve there. If you look just at the best players left, I think Jason Owe is someone you talk about here. He's one of the guys that's left that I really like. If they want to go linebacker, they could go Zaven Collins. He's still on the board. I think he's a very good player, and they don't they do need some linebacker help on that team. But right now, Traquan Smith and like Marquez Callaway and those guys are the wide receivers that they have. And I think this is a tough one, actually, because the Saints can go a lot of different ways. All right, I'm going to go with the top guy on my board just because I think, you know, you can always use this position. And I know the Saints have, you know, Cameron Jordan. They have Marcus Davenport. But I think they're going to take Jason Oway, the edge rusher, out of Penn State.
0: All right, so
2: Green Great Bay. Great athleticism is- to opposite Cameron Jordan there.
1: Yep, and I think he – and they have Davenport, too. But he's someone yep. that can – work and Cameron Jordan's getting on the – he's on the other side of 30, mm-hmm. right? So I think they need to – Plan for the future, and it's a high value position. Go for it, Paul. Packers at twenty nine.
0: Yeah, I I really, really, really think that they could badly use a corner, but I don't think the corners that are left on the board are uh, are worthy. I think
1: Stokes would be the next guy, but I agree. I think it's a little. Ri- I, I could see Asante Samuel Jr. here. I don't think, and he's actually a lot of people have compared him to um, their corner that's uh, playing Jair Alexander, who's actually a really good. He's player.
0: and Samuel's getting a lot of ink the last week. Have you noticed that? He's a good player. People people are really kind of shoot him up. I I I think he's more of one of those second round guys. I just don't know if he's a first round guy for me, but he's getting a lot of heat lately. I also believe that they desperately desperately need a speed-burning wide receiver. Some guy who can get big time yak so uh, Ooh, I think there's somebody I, that can do I, that. I, 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 well, I think Elijah Moore has got to be the guy.
1: And by the way, this will be the first time I think they picked a wide receiver in the first round in like 20 years or something crazy like that. Yeah, but well, yes.
0: they're, they're going to look at his explosiveness, and they're not going to be able to pass that up. Did you
1: think about Ron Delmore here? I
0: did not. I did not. I think that I'm looking at, I'm looking at what Aaron Rodgers is, is saying to himself, and he's obviously very vocal. About what he wants and, and hasn't he believes. Yeah, the they don't listen. Though. They don't listen to him. Yeah. No, <laughs> but but he plans on being there at least another year, and I think he he wants that
1: burner, and I think they're going to get him right. get him Elijah Moore. I think it's a good pick, Lance. You're up right now. Next pick on the board are the Buffalo Bills.
2: Well, Buffalo to me is doing backflips right now because Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, who are both defensive-minded individuals, and you know they wouldn't hesitate continuing to add to what I think is one of the best defenses in the NFL, especially when you consider depth. They've got a guy that they just re-signed by the name of Matt Milano who's really good in coverage as well as stopping the run, and I can't think of a better duo than to add Zayvon Collins in with Matt Milano and let these guys just wreak havoc in the passing lanes on top of what they already have in the secondary. He's a
0: good
1: player. I think I, I really like Collins. him. Well, I almost picked him with the uh, with that Saints pick land. So I think that's an excellent pick. All right, I'm up now. I'm picking for the Kansas City Chiefs and talk about operating from a land of riches. If you're the Chiefs, you can go in a lot of different ways here. And look, I think they have to help the offensive tackle spot. And I realize most of the top offensive tackles are off the board. That's fine. I'm willing to get a fifth-year option on a guy that I think I can plug out there and I'm going to feel really good about playing. Oh, I know where you're going. Well, there, there's actually two names, Paul. I don't know which one of these guys I want to take. I mean, You want the Texas guy.
0: See, no? The
1: part of me wants to pick the the guy from the reliable school that I know produces good offensive linemen. Okay. Okay. I think they're going to trust Liam Eichenberg to slip in right away and play either guard or tackle. And they're going to take Liam Eikenberg out of Notre Dame and put him in at right tackle over there. All right, so you pass on Cosme. The, 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 those were the two guys I was debating between. But I, I went Eikenberg. I figured, I
0: figured Cosme would have an
1: itch for you right there. I, li- I like Cosme there. I wouldn't argue that pick.
0: All right, well, at, at 32, you're giving me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I have to tell you something. These folks, if you think they like to party down in Florida— oh my goodness, You just, you just they, they're banging on that piñata that's hanging from the, the the top of the tree. They are just having such a good time because they just got themselves the next JPP and Gregory
1: Rousseau. That's a good pick. Because, you know, who knows how many years JPP has left. He can step right in. Lance, the Jaguars, this is pick number three for Jacksonville. Their first two selections came from me, Trevor Lawrence, and Greg Newsome.
2: Well, I think at this point... The goal is to start to think about protecting your new quarterback and make sure that he stays within one piece. They don't necessarily have a long-term center right now, in my mind. Brandon Linder is a guy that was drafted in 2014. He was a third-round pick. He's at least being placed in at the center spot, but I don't think necessarily he has that job where he's going to run away with it. So there's a few centers on the board. I think this is good value, and right now, if I'm – Jacksonville, I'm debating between two guys in particular, but I think at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the big boy out of Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey.
1: Excellent pick. Mm. Secure the offensive line. All right, and then the Jets are going to run to the podium. They got their offensive tackle. They're taking the other one, Paul. They're taking Sam Cosme out of Texas here. <laughs> there you go. Does not make a difference? Swap the guys? I don't care, but I think those are the next two guys off the board. I think they're both good selections. Paul, you're up for the Falcons at 35 in the first round. The I took a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I'm I'm thinking here since uh, we are now early in the second round, and we were just talking about a corner in Asante Samuel, uh, who may even sneak into the first round. He becomes very good value here for them, so that's where he goes. That's a good pick.
1: Okay, and now Lance, you're up at thirty-six. The Giants, right now, by the way, are about one, two, three, four, five, six picks away.
2: Well, apparently, I'm drafting for the Miami oh, Dolphins. The Dolphins today. What did I say? You said the Giants. Oh, I'm you sorry. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: The Dolphins are up at thirty-six, and you picked their first two selections as well.
2: That's right. I took Kyle Pitts first, and then I wound up taking Aziz Ojalari. So. Here we go where Miami can continue to surround Tua with more weaponry and give him somebody that understands what it means to put on the Alabama uniform. I think here's where the first running back goes off the board. They'll take Najee Harris.
0: Okay.
1: I think that's what I did last I think that's in the last draft, too.
0: Paul? You know, it's funny. There are some people who think Etienne might be the first back off the board. I think a lot of us thought Harris would be for most of the fall season. And then, the, and then the Clemson kid seems to have gotten a lot of traction lately. We, we've talked about this, John. Those are two different styles of backs. They are. It depends on what it is you're going to run.
1: All right, let's go to the Eagles at 37. And I think Javante Williams might be in that conversation too, by the way. I think he's an excellent back. Uh, Eagles at 37 in the first round, they got Devontae Smith, their playmaker. What do the Eagles love? And what can the Eagles not get enough of? Pass rushers. And their guys are getting a little long in the tooth in Philadelphia. And they like guys that can have multiple positions and do different things. So I can go there, or I can go a traditional edge, which is something that, you know, they have. But, you know, Brandon Graham's getting a little bit old, so I don't know how much longer he's going to last. Fletcher Cox getting a little bit old, not sure how much longer he's going to last. But they like picking pass rushers. So the question here to me, do I pick Joe Tryon or do I pick Carlos Basham Jr.? I am going to go with. They run a four three and I think that fits Basham better. I'm gonna go Carlos Basham Jr. for the Eagles. And I because I know it's gonna annoy Paul that he goes to Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> he just took a fork and embedded it into my left eye. <laughs> I know I did, which is why I wanted to do it. Of course you did.
1: But I think, you know, the Philly loves to draft pass rushers, right? They yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and I and by the way. If there was a good cornerback there, I would have taken a good cornerback, but Samuel was the last guy off. I would have taken him if he was there. Once he was gone, I went pass rusher. Detino, you're up for the Bengals.
0: All right, well, you know what we did before? We made Burrow very happy by taking Chase. Well, we've now got to keep him healthy, so there's no question that we are going to offensive tackle right here. The question becomes, do I believe that Jackson Carman and the level of comp at Clemson – is enough to move him ahead of potentially a reach guy out of North Dakota State, or even for that matter, do I think that Mayfield deserves to be in this conversation? I'm not so sure that Mayfield does. I
1: don't think he does either. I'm, I'm with not,
0: yeah, And I'm not so sure that I trust the, the level of competition at North Dakota State. So I'm going to go with, even though I think it's a bit high, I do think that Jackson Carmen and the chance that he could play tackle or guard can help that offensive line an awful
1: lot. So I'm going to reach a little bit here and go with Carmen. I like that pick, actually, Paul. I think that's very creative. Okay. L- Lance. <laughs> I no, I think it's good because I think they, could, they, they probably have more of a need right now a guard anyway with Riley Reef out there at tackle. And I think you can pick, put him there at guard. And then if he can go out to tackle when you let go of Reef after sure. the year, he's on a one-year deal, you go and you do it. Lance, you're up now. Yeah, because Reef's
2: not a long-term answer there. Yeah, so he was only one one-year a deal. Why.
1: Carolina Panthers, Lance, said, Rashawn Slater in the first round. You're up in round number two.
2: Well, here I can see Carolina adding to their defense. They went all defense, by the way, last year in the draft. They did not take one offensive player. You love Dante Jackson, their second-round pick in 2018. Troy Pride Jr. is somebody that took in the fourth round last year. I think there's an area to add somebody that has versatility, who can maybe also play safety, and I'm looking right here at Trayvon Merrick going to Carolina.
1: Yeah, second time we had the top safety go to the second round, and I'm not sure that's going to happen in the real draft, but who knows? It did last year, right, with David McKinney, so who the heck knows? All right, Broncos up at 40. i I'm, I'm Davis Mills, I'm tempted here, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted. I'm tempted, but I think Vic Fangio gets his way, and he gets Jamin Davis to be his middle linebacker to help his defense out. You would have thought about Mills over Mond. I have not, here's the thing, Paul, I have not done a heavy study on the quarterbacks, except from what we've heard and some highlights and pro days and stuff like that. So I don't have a personal opinion, honestly, which guy I like better. But I could see either one of those two, I think, will be the sixth quarterback. I looked at zero tape on Mills.
0: None. Did not even bother looking at him. And obviously now he's getting some more
1: heat. I saw Mond in the senior bowl. Right. Mm -hmm. And he looked good. I yeah I watched him at the Senior Bowl and I watched David Mills Davis Mills's pro day and that's the extent of my work so yeah I don't want to try to tell you which guy is better but i didn't pick either one anyway I went Jamin Davis so I thought as a higher rated player anyway there you go Mills remember has less starts than Trey Lance by the way yes and a lot of injury issues though so he was in his high school class he was the top pro offense quarterback in his high school class whatever you want to rate that. Paul, you're up. A the lot Detroit- has changed since then. Yes, I would argue. it has. Yeah. Paul, you're up at forty-one yeah. for the Lions.
0: Well, this this is a really, really easy pick for me. One of the easiest ones I think we've had in a while. Uh, Terrence Marshall is just sitting there, and and they've let Galloway go to the Giants via free agency. My goodness, they need somebody to fill that spot, and he's just sticking out like a sore thumb. Terrific value here for Marshall.
1: Now, just a heads up, uh, Daniel Jeremiah did post the other day on Twitter that he's heard there's some now, injury concerns with him in his lower body, so take that for however you want. But I think the value here for Marshall is excellent.
0: Let's put it this way, John. The tape looks good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it does. The, the tape looks excellent. I think that might make Giant fans upset. They were probably hoping to get him at 42. Lance, you're up with the New York Football Giants.
2: Well... As far as the Giants are concerned, it's very similar to our first mock draft where, you know, a lot of guys are off the board at this point. And if you look at what Paul did in terms of round one, he wound up taking Jalen Waddell at that spot. So I find it hard to believe that they're going to look to add another Lance, offensive target at this point.
0: I, t- I took Vera Tucker
2: at 16. Oh, you took Vera Tucker. I'm sorry. I'm looking, I, traded, you
0: know I traded with the Cardinals, which, by the way, we screwed up because we needed to give that pick to the Giants. What are you talking about? Oh, no, we didn't get to Arizona's second rounder yet. No, we did yeah. not. No, So it yeah, does not go matter, so it's that. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I yeah. took Vera Tucker at 16.
2: Took Vera Tucker, okay, so I stand corrected. I was looking at the wrong column in terms of the wheeling and dealing. So here they could look to address the defense again and add somebody to improve the trenches. You know, Schmelke took... Asai, the last draft we had, and he's there. So I don't really think that that's necessarily a bad selection in There's terms another of guy at
1: the same position, too. I know! Come on, Lance! Come on! You know who it is! What, in terms of the edge? Yeah. You're the a- other guy! You know who the other guy is! Come on! I mentioned him six picks ago with the Eagles. You're talking
2: about Joe Tryon? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah!
2: He's there, too. Well, that's why I didn't get to him. I mean, I was going through the guys that I was looking at at that position. Because I think here's where... Tryon, I mean, we're talking about you could make an argument he's a top 35-ranked player, and then maybe Osai is right outside of that if you were to look at just the overall rankings in terms of position overall, not necessarily by edge rusher. And with them addressing the offensive line, I don't see them taking two straight offensive linemen. I still see them at least looking to bolster the defense. So I would go with Joe Tryon over Joseph Asai. But I'd heavily consider both of them in this circumstance.
1: I think Joe Tryon's, I feel, I I struggled with that pick in the first mock draft. Tryon would be a fairly easy pick for me in this one, to be honest with you. I would go Tryon there
0: too. Now, John, of course, the the thing that would go against us here is that uh, what have we talked about with this Giants coaching staff? We've talked about their connections and knowing guys and and understanding, you know, what those guys are all about. I don't know for a fact who on the staff would know more about Tryon than would know about Osai.
1: Yeah, I don't know the answer to that either.
0: You know, and if they knew more about Osai and felt that there was, there was a better fit, I could understand it. But between those two, I think I would go Tryon.
1: If you didn't pick Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round, Lance, would you have considered Landon Dickerson here? I feel like Joe Fe- Jeff Fiegel is screaming in the nether somewhere that he wants you to take Landon Dickerson. No,
2: I would not. I would have not considered Dickerson here. <laughs> okay. Because I think that they believe Nick Gates is still a young guy that can continue to develop. Well, so, I mean,
1: but Dickerson could play guard. He can, but
2: once again, he's coming off an injury. Okay, that's number one. I like Dickerson, but he's coming off an injury, and center was his position. So you're also projecting, coming off of injury, moving to a spot that he's capable of, but it's not as if that was where he was most recently. No, that's true. So that, to me, is not enough to surpass some of these other edge rushers.
1: Was there a consideration for a wide receiver here at all for you?
2: I don't see also value at wide receiver. You know, Rondell Moore, you could argue he was there, but based on what the Giants have on their roster— I don't know if it's worthy of justifying taking Rondell Moore. I see him more of duplicating what they already have.
0: You know what, Lance? There are probably some legit value corners right
1: around that spot, too. Yeah, Eric Stokes, right, if you want to go there. You could even go Molden if you wanted All to. Right, and, Paul, since you made the trade, I'm going to let you try to what? figure it out here. Let's say you, okay. you, you do go Joe Tryon at 42, and the Giants have that pick at 49 now. It's six picks away only, so only a few guys are going to go off the board that you might want. Who would you be targeting at a 49 if you were the Giants after drafting Tryon and Vera Tucker?
0: Oh, boy. What if, you know, you, you, you're not going to like this at all. But,
1: <laughs> no, you won't. I
0: know you won't. And I don't think Lance is going to like it either because I do think it's high. do oh, you're anybody a running
1: back, aren't you? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I think, uh,
2: Taking Nico Collins.
0: No, no, I'm oh, not that, well, that's why to... I thought you were going to stream. out. <laughs> no, no, actually my my debate. Oh, you is, want to it... pick Tommy Trumbull. No, my, my I'm not there either. In okay, the same, wow. second round. We're all striking no, no, out. No, no, All right, go no. ahead. Well, you guys you now. guys are picking guys who really are going to be lower. Well, that's well you
1: you see Cuz you said it's too high. Didn't you say that? It it was too high. High. Right. Yes,
0: yeah. yes it is too high. Well, I'm I'm looking at Milton Williams.
1: Well, that is high.
0: It is high. It is high. I happen to think I happen to think he is going to be the sleeper defensive player in the third round of this draft you would to p- actually become somebody. You would pick him over Onzarique? I really like Milton Williams a lot. Okay. A lot. Uh, and I like his versatility. I like his ability to play anywhere on the line. Um, so I would consider him. And the other guy that I would probably consider, and again, it's, it, it's, it's, it's high. It's high. It would be... Uh, Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. If I was if I if I had not picked the offensive lineman in the first round, I would try to get probably Wyatt Davis here in the in the second round. You wouldn't pick one of the corners? You just talked about corner. I know, but I'm uh, for me, I I think I would probably lean to one of those other two guys, the I, trenches. I, I would think, lean to the trenches. I would lean to the trenches. I
1: think I would lean corner in that spot. I think Nick Bolton is somebody I would think about too. Um, I think Stokes would be my top corner left. I think wide receiver. I'd probably wait till round three on that. I already picked a guard, so I'm not going there. I'll tell you what. I think if, I if think you're going to go corner, be.
0: if you're going to go corner, John, don't
1: discount Tyson Campbell. I know a lot of people have those two guys flip flopped a little bit in terms of how they play. I know he'd be a guy I'd have to talk about if I was going to go corner.
2: At four, well, you brought up at, Elijah at, 40, Molden, at 46 too. He's still out there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. At forty six, those, those would all be guys that you would have to talk about. I really believe you'd have to talk about. But anyway,
1: Lance. By the, who the way, would you, Richie would Grant would be also
0: about?
2: still available too. Yeah, more Another of a safety that hadn't gone.
0: Yeah, he's a safety. He's no, a safety. I know he's a safety.
2: I'm just saying, you know, value. I'm just pointing to players value wise that would make sense in this area.
1: No, that's true. I'm with you. And, and anyone that would stick out to you, Lance, besides that at forty nine here with that extra pick we acquired. I think
2: we pretty much covered everybody. I mean, I'm looking through my list of where I have ranking-wise for players. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to start going lower and lower and just throwing out names for the sake of throwing out names. It's just a matter of, you know, where do the Giants feel they can get a guy on the field maybe immediately versus who adds depth because, you know, I'm thinking Elijah Molden, who Paul threw out. Molden, some view him just as a nickel. Others view him as somebody that can do a little bit of everything, which is what he did at Washington. But you say to yourself, well, you got Darnay Holmes, you got McKinney. How the hell do you get somebody like him on the field if he is mainly a nickel back to start? The other problem with that,
0: Lance, he's only had 19 starts. you know, And that's not a lot of starts in your college career, especially in in a position where you need experience because recognition is a huge factor as to how quickly you're going to be able to play regular snaps.
2: Well, they certainly, for those 19 starts, they threw a lot on his plate, and
0: he did pretty damn good. And
2: oh, he's a good I think good player. He's a smart, savvy guy. He's a, he's he also, a good remember, player. his father played in the NFL. Yes. So, yes,
0: he's a good I player. I wouldn't be
2: overly concerned about the 19 starts. And he also played behind, remember, 2018, they had three guys in the Washington secondary that were drafted. So, it was hard for him to get on the field. But I'm assuming he learned an awful lot from being in the classroom during that time.
0: Well, let's put it this way. Only a couple of months ago when the college season was ending, more people were talking about him than they were Asante Samuel. And now you keep hearing Asante Samuel could sneak into the first round. I don't know too many people think Stokes will.
1: No, I agree with that. I think Samuel is ahead of Stokes on most people's boards. I think once you get past those top five guys, Paul, those top five corners we've been talking about. There's a pool. And there are wildly different opinions on players in that pool.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. There's a pool, and it's like you know, it's like going to the uh, to the vegetable market. Stokes,
1: and a, Campbell, you know. Joseph, Adebo, all those guys are kind of just in that you know mold in, and he, he's more of a slot, so he's kind of in a separate category. Yeah, but. You know they're all kind of in that mix, and it's just like a bit of a mess, to be quite honest with you.
0: Tyson Campbell, for me, might be of that group that's in the pool. He might be the best press corner of all of those. I,
1: guys. I should also mention um, Fatu Melafanyu from Syracuse as you well. Think so? he, would, he he he's in that group. Some yeah, people see, could, to, be. To could me, be. To me, to me, he's a tools guy though. Like I watched him on tape, he gives up a lot of catches. He's very passive, is but, what he is. But you, but you see the height, you see the length, oh, you see the weight, yeah. you see the speed, <laughs> all that's there. You yep. just haven't seen it on the field. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, so. he's he's passive, and I, you got to wonder: is the passiveness from him the result of not having great instincts or not having great recognition, or is it scheme,
1: or or is it scheme, or does he just not have the fire? Yeah. Remember and that, and that was the thing with his brother too, right? Yeah. His brother came to the league and they that was kind of one of the questions with him and he never really panned out. So. All right. We got a few minutes, guys. I got a caller on hold. Let's try to squeeze some in, react to what we did. By the way, I think we did much better for the Giants in this mock draft than we did in the first one, in my opinion. I think we did better yeah. on this one. Yeah. I think so too. All right. So Paul, are you more excited about potentially trading down now after we did this exercise? Uh, no, because I want Patrick Satan. Okay, you he... screwed me over. I, I'm just preparing you for reality, Paul. Uh, you know what, though?
0: If a guy goes one pick before the Giants do... Then then the truth is I have a right to be oh, upset. I and do. I have a and I have a right to believe that he should be you. in their neighborhood. I'm not, yeah, but you have with no you. control over it though. Why be upset over something you have no control because over because all Italians know this and I can speak to it because I'm a Paisan. Oh, so we now always, we're generalizing. We okay. always agonize over things we can't control.
1: We always do. That's that's what Agita is. Okay. Let's go to the phones. If you want to exhaust that,
2: that's fine. More power to you.
1: 973-667-1960. Hey, Giant fans, limited Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. Lock in your seats starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit giants.com slash tickets for more information. And Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants brand debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to 250 50 bucks when you open an account at investorsbank.com slash giants member fdic let's go to the calls at 973-667-1960 call you're on the air what's your name where are you calling from hello yes you're on what's what's going hello.
3: on Hi. how you doing it's jason from New Haven. Jason, what do you got i'll make it quick um i appreciate you guys did a good job with your mock drafts so i just want to let you guys know that thank you Uh um, i just want to talk about the draft and alignment and i'll make it quick so you get other callers um Given the um, – it seems as if uh, the front office is pretty high on Peart and, of course, Thomas. They picked him fourth overall um, last year. Um, and I know Gettleman said you can't really – you always try to get the, the best players regardless of the position, regardless of who's there. But seeing how they're, they're kind of bullish on those two, Peart and Thomas, if Slater falls, it seems like he's not going to at this point. Um He's more of a tackle to me than a guard, Um, and I don't know if picking him at 11, if he drops and moving him to guard would be the best way to go about it if they were looking O linemen. I'm more of the – if you're going to pick a guard that high, probably Vera Tucker, um, probably because he has more tape at guard, if you're going to pick a guard. Um, So I wanted to see what you guys um, thought about that, seeing that Slater's more of a tackle. Um, and seeing
2: how the Giants are pretty high on Thomas and, Peart. Um, and seeing Well, Matt Paird only played 15% of the snaps last year, so right. I don't think he's a lock to be the starting right tackle by any means. And,
1: well, and you have Nate Solder there. He only has one Correct. year left on his deal, yeah. though. And but to me, that's why Slater is attractive, right? I feel like I can put him at guard. Uh, I had Charles Davis on. He says he's talked to people around the league. That Giants huddle's posting later today, and he thinks he can even play center. That's how versatile they think he is as a player. So for me, that's why I would be all over Slater. I don't know if the Giants will because I do think Dave Gettleman has faith in these young guys that he has drafted. Lemieux, Hernandez, Thomas, Parrott, go down the list. Uh, but that's why Slater is attracted to me because he can do both. And I think Vera Tucker might be able to do both too. But I feel better about the guy I know can play tackle for sure than the guy mm, I think maybe he could play tackle. That's why I would value Slater more. Thank you, Jason.
0: Paul, your thoughts on that? Any additional comments? Well, I think that mostly everybody who I've talked to, and I tend to agree with the opinion, uh, that Vera Tucker will be a better guard than either Slater will or even Sewell if there's any thoughts of potentially moving him there. I, I do think Vera Tucker is going to wind up being the best guard in this draft by the time all is said and done. I really do believe that.
1: I think there's a good chance of that.
0: I wouldn't argue Uh, with that. Which is why at 16, after I made that trade with you, I went down to 16, didn't I? Yep. Okay, at 16, I think the value is really good there because I think he's a plug-and-play guy for a decade. I think he's going to be that good at guard. Now, I'm not telling you he's Quentin Nelson because Quentin Nelson's a top-five pick. Vera Tucker's not a top-five pick. But can Quentin Nelson, uh, I mean, can Vera Tucker... Can he be Chris Snee? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Can he be Chris Snee, a guy who's going to be there a long time and maybe go to a few Pro Bowls? Uh, He probably could. And I don't have any problem saying that. So if if you're going to tell me I'm going to get that kind of player at 16, I find it hard to pass up
1: the value there. And the more I've thought about it, Vera Tucker wouldn't be out of the question for me at 11 either. Like, I would think about it there. He's not... Completely out of mind. I don't. But you think, feel
0: better at sixteen.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd land there. But I, the argument that you just made, Paul, is a good one. Like if I, if you're giving me a ten-year starter at a position on the offensive line that's going to make a handful of Pro Bowls, I mean, how am I going to? I mean, how, how can I be upset about that? I guess would would kind of be my point, right? Right, right.
0: Especially knowing that this is a very critical year for your quarterback.
1: Right, and that's where you have your biggest question marks on the offensive line right mm-hmm. now. And you have a running back coming off of a significant injury too. Yeah, no. Look, I, I think I look. I like I liked your Vera Tucker pick at sixteen. I thought it was a good pick. All right, nine seven three six six seven nineteen sixty. Let's squeeze in one more caller before we say goodbye today. Maybe we'll get one more in too. Call, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hi, this is Ramon Reyes from Philadelphia. Ramon, what do you got for Hello. us?
1: Hello.
4: So this is my second time calling. Big, big Giants fan. Love the show. I never miss it. What about Peyton Turner? That second second-round pick. I really like him. He's He's got inside-out, outside versatility, big-body guy. Um, has played at 290 and 270, I guess. What do you think about a 2nd as guy who can play the
1: five-tap? I really like Peyton Turner, but that's the issue for me. If the Giants played a 4-3 defense, he would have been my pick there over Joe Tryon, to be quite honest with you, because I think— As a 4-3, hand-in-the-dirt defensive lineman, I think he's perfect, and I think he's a really good player. But, and I know the Giants aren't in base a lot, so I hate to make picks based off of that, but I have trouble having a guy that played defensive tackle the first two years in college and then plays defensive end at 270 pounds being a stand-up rusher. I have trouble seeing that. And I don't think he's as movable of a piece. I think he overlaps with Leonard Williams a little bit in his skill set, which is why I agree with you, Ramon. I think you make a great point. I love him as a player as well. I just not sure I love him for the Giants.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, did we still have
1: the caller? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah Ramon
0: Ramone, if you if you really would like an edge rusher there, I'll give you an intriguing guy who better fits the the three four. A uh, pass rusher on the outside, Jordan Smith out of UAB. A
1: little early for him, but I do like him as well.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think it's a little early, too. He's Again, he's a projection guy. This is why all these edge guys, they're, they're all boomer busts. And by the way, they're Paul, all
1: projections. another guy that looked just like Jordan Smith at the Senior Bowl is Janarius Robinson out of Florida State. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. another three. But I, I think he's a guy you could probably maybe even get around four this year. But he's another guy that is one of those projectable stand-up rushers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would definitely consider Smith
1: before him, but I understand what you mean.
0: So, would you guys Another edge guy, by the way, Ronnie Perkins up. out
2: of
1: Oklahoma too. Yeah, and also Joseph Osai, the guy I took in our yeah. first yeah. mock draft mm-hmm.
4: too. We're doubling up on the edge uh, on the second round, because I think the second round is where the value is for edge. I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Uh, the first round, honestly, I would have went um, Smith or Waddle. I, I would have not traded out. Um, this is my personal opinion. Um, I, I think the best Case scenario is one of the wide receivers fall to us at eleven. We pick them, pick an edge guy in the second round, and then pick a uh, either a linebacker or uh, best player available guard in a third round. I think that's best case scenario for us. But so thanks, guys, appreciate hey, it.
1: Thank you, Ramon. Appreciate the call. squeeze squeezing one more call here, guys. At 973-667-1960. If you want to get in, give us a call. Paul, your thoughts on on Lance? Your thoughts on? on his take there in terms of edge rusher in round two, which I do think can be a bit of a sweet spot.
0: Well, see, that's the reason I made the trade. I went down to 16 because I knew I could get Vera Tucker. At least I really believe that, that that's going to be his sweet spot. And then you're telling me I can get an extra second-round pick. And, and to boot, it's it's right in the middle. It's not like late. It's in the middle of the second round. And, John, with, with the, the the depth and the richness of the soil – at corner, at, uh, at uh, defensive edge, uh, you know, uh, at wide receiver. If you want to go to any of those spots, there's a lot of fertile uh, uh, territory there. So when when I saw the chance to get that extra pick, that's why I did it. You heard how difficult it was for me to make that trade. It did. But, 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 but you put me right in the heart of the tomato patch. I love torturing you, Paul. You know that. It's one of my favorite pastimes. I know you do. I know you do. I mean, you know, come on, man. You know, you, you you stick me
1: behind a window and throw an extra cheese pizza in front of me. It's like, what the hell? See, I, I, I more prefer you on top of the dunk tank. And I'm just <laughs> firing at the target.
2: I think Peyton Turner also is more in the conversation at 49, that extra second-round pick, than necessarily 42 if you were to ask me from a value standpoint.
1: I really like Peyton Turner, though, man. I'm telling you, if the Giants ran a different defense and they didn't have Leonard Williams, I think he would be a tremendous pick in the second round. I think he's really, really good. Just watch him on tape. All right, we do have one more caller. Let's squeeze him in at 973-667-1960. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, Caller. You're Hello. up. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi.
4: This is... Uh my name is Mark Thompson. Actually, from Barbados.
1: Hey, Mark, what's going on? Wow, that's a long ways away. Yeah,
4: I'm, yeah, a long ways away. I've been a Giants fan since about 1984.
1: The floor is yours, my friend. Time. Take it away. What do you got?
4: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the offensive line and the fact that um, well, Gelman seems to be to have a lot of confidence in the offensive lineman. But he also mentioned in his press conference, you know, about Guys who maybe the backups on the practice squad and so forth and so on that, you know, they're obviously seeing them as they progress. The question is I have is for people like um, Chad Slade and those others. I mean, how much confidence do they have in those uh, guys? Because nobody's talking about them um, in terms of depth and in terms of their abilities to develop and so forth and so on.
1: It's a good question. Um, I think they know a lot more about those guys than we do because they see him in practice every day, for one. though, Chad Slade's been around a while, and I think he could be a, a backup offensive lineman on the team. But the way I look at it, guys like that are probably not going to influence whether I select an offensive lineman or the first or second round because you're getting somebody that just has more talent at that spot. And that's how I view it. Uh, I mean, some of the guys that I think you look at that, you know, people do like. I'm trying to look at the roster real quick, and there's a name that is escaping me, and I'm looking for it. Who was the guy that was in the practice squad all year last year, Paul, that was an undrafted free agent? And I'm trying to find this. I You mean Allos? No, I'm looking for... You're talking I'll about on the him. offensive yeah, line? Yeah, Kyle Murphy. That's what Kyle Murphy. Oh, I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kyle From Murphy. From Rhode Island. Yes. Yeah. He's a guy that I think they like as a developmental player, but... Is Kyle Murphy's presence going to stop me from drafting uh, Elijah Vera Tucker or even like a Liam Eikenberg in the second round? My answer to that is no. And again, we don't really see these guys every day in practice during the season as they're developing. So I think for us, it's hard to really comment on exactly how far these guys have progressed. John, if I may make a generic comment
0: here, uh, you know, everybody understands that these teams have practice squads for different reasons. True. Some of the guys on your practice squad are true developmental players. Some of the guys in your practice squad are literally there just to fill spots because they are needed for practice. Other guys on the practice squad are there because they specifically mimic types of schemes and players you think you're going to face over the course of the next month or maybe over the course of the season. So there are different reasons why a guy is on your practice squad. A great example to me of a guy who from the very get-go, when I saw him come to camp, was Nick Gates. I saw this guy come in out of Nebraska as an undrafted rookie free agent. I said to myself, this guy's going to be a starting guard in this league. And I was so thrilled that they kept him around because I thought he could be a developmental player who would eventually ascend to a, a starting job. You can't say that about most practice squad guys. Those are very few and far between. John, you might be right. Kyle Murphy may be on the fringe of being one of those guys. But I really don't see anybody else on offense who necessarily fits that role. Well, remember, Nick Gates got hurt, so he had a redshirt year, whereas
2: you know Murphy, they've had some time to monitor him on the field. Gates was a little bit different just in terms of the trajectory because even when he came back, you still didn't really know what you had in him. There wasn't a lot of sample size, but... Your point is well taken, Paul, about sometimes you have guys on the practice squad who are just used for scheme. For example, Joe Webb. Joe Webb was put on the Giants practice squad. Sure, sure. in all likelihood, Joe Webb was not going to get called up. In all likelihood, Joe Webb wasn't going to be one of the three guys, one of the two guys to get a jersey. But when you go up against a mobile quarterback, you have Joe Webb run scout team because his skill set gives your defense the opportunity to get comfortable and get a feel for what you're going up against. So there are those players that serve that role. And then on the offensive line, there's the developmental projects. And then also, I think it's important to have guys on the practice squad who you can move around and play multiple positions. Because case in point, if you remember... There was a point this season where the Giants lost a few offensive linemen to COVID, and they had to utilize tight ends, remember, to make up the offensive line. Sure. So that's where you get hurt. That's why you want a guy on the practice squad who could play guard, who could play tackle, who could maybe take some snaps at center just to have pure bodies so you could simulate real game life situations.
0: Look, it was so thin, they were going to call you. Absolutely. It's, I was ready for the call.
1: It's never that If they thin. needed somebody to just snap the
2: ball and run out of the place... I would be more than happy to take on that role. No problem. Well, uh,
1: Lance would have played. Lance, I guess my question for you, like, are you good fertilizer? Because once you got smashed into the turf on the practice field, do you, well, do let, you actually let's not take fertilize it far. the ground? I mean,
2: now, now you guys, like, bring hyperbole to the 10th degree here. Fertilizer? Come on. Give me a break. Please.
1: That, 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 that's a little my, too much My only point, of the my, no Lance, my only point is that you would be squished into the ground. By the well, it depends pounder. on who I'd be lined up against. No, it does not. It does not no, matter No, it doesn't. I don't just care, it. Lance. I can pick any defensive lineman <laughs> in the National Football League. Any one of the three of us. By the way, you're not alone. I would okay. be too. Well then, well so then, speak for yourself. We would then all because, be so because straight I've straight been battle ground.
2: tested in other areas. so no, I'm not necessarily no, going to give no, up just no, like that. If you no, want to sell yourself no, out and give out, no, that's fine. You have more power to you.
1: Tell me the. Hold on. Tell me the experience in which you have been battle tested, <laughs> blocking a two hundred fifty plus pound NFL player. Please tell me this time. Well, I haven't
2: said that that happened yesterday, but I'm no. certainly not going to question my toughness. That's all I'm going to no, say. No, you can be so. as t-
1: the lads. You you can be tough as nails. You're still going to be plowing yeah. into the turf. You know. You know.
0: You know, Lance, I'm going to be honest with you. I had to, to block Mark Gastineau in a flag football game one time. Did you really? Yes, I did. And did he get tossed it, like a rag doll? Uh, he was actually very nice and pleasant, and he did not <laughs> obliterate me into uh, into heaven. But he certainly had the chance to if he wanted to. It, it is not a fun place to be. Well, that's
1: why you better be
2: physically tough and mentally tough to play that position. I don't think anybody's going to question that.
1: (laughs) All right, I I have one more caller on hold, guys. Let's get to him really quick. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: Yeah, hi. It's Russ in Manhattan. How you doing? What's
1: up, Russ? How are you, man?
5: Yeah, hey, Lance can be a ball warmer. That's what he used to do with my little
1: sister. She would run oh, out. Oh, that's cool. That's balls. not nice, oh, Ross. No. That is not. not now Lance oh, is upset. no.
2: I wish no Lance... I'm not upset. It, it doesn't warrant a response because <laughs> the lion doesn't <laughs> care sorry. about the opinions I, of sheep anyway.
1: I so. wish Lance was sitting here so sorry. I could see I, his face all red. It's okay. No, it's not red. I'm, I'm actually... Resist, I, I'm it's 110.
2: We might as well uh, end the show right now because the caller <laughs> clearly has nothing to add to this conversation oh, that at least I'm interested in hearing.
1: Russ, go ahead. Sorry, Lance. I couldn't
5: resist. I was Listens to that while I was on hold. I don't know how Charlie gets through. I've been hitting redial for like an hour trying to get through. I don't know how he gets yeah, through all this. Yeah,
1: honestly, neither do we, Ross. I wish we knew the secret <laughs> to it because I I would plug the loophole, whatever it happens to be.
5: So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I usually listen to you uh, to the the. the, the well, the we don't know what you're talking about it. either,
2: so the feeling's mutual. So,
5: uh, but So, I mean, I just want to talk about the draft. You guys did your mock draft and the back, yeah. and you guys said you wouldn't do it, and the players. You know, everything you guys always say is true. You're not just drafting for this year. You're drafting for the future, Bingo. and you can never have too many cornerbacks. You can have never have too many receivers. You can never have too many running backs. I get all of that. My opinion on all this is we need offensive linemen. I don't care who we're throwing the ball to. I don't care if Saquon Barkley comes back totally healthy and Daniel Jones is having a phenomenal year. If we don't have a good center, and I think Gates is a very good center, I think he has a uh, possibility to be at all pro, but we need two guards. My feeling
1: is. You must be happy then, man. You must be happy. We ended up trading back and drafting Elijah Vera Tucker. You should be happy. I, well, I didn't hear that, so I don't know. That's what I would like. I was going to yes. say, with our, first,
5: with our first three picks, we've got to come away with two linemen. I don't care if it's Slater, Tucker, the kid Flowers from Tennessee. I know you guys talk about Banks. I tried looking up Banks from Notre Dame. I'm not Oh, there's a lot there to him. see.
0: He is really good. I, but well, I, I, I would not take a- him a- higher he- than the third round, though.
5: Well, see, I don't know if, yeah, and I don't know if he's going to be there, but I, I really like Creed Humphrey because if you take Creed Humphrey and I listened to your quality the other day, I'm sorry, your guest the other day, and he was saying that he can play either guard or center. But if you draft somebody like Creed Humphrey, you plug two holes with one slot because he can move to center his natural position and Gates is a dynamite guard. You can put him at either guard. That's my opinion. All right, Russ. You know, appreciate- I, think we, I think we need a couple of guards. And, oh, my favorite linebacker is Zane Collins.
1: Very good. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate the call, man. Bye-bye. You know, I was surprised actually when we did the offensive line preview with O'Hara and Deal. O'Hara said to me, and this was he said this publicly, I think, that he does not think Gates would be a very good guard, but he loves no. him at center. That's what O'Hara said to me. So, well,
0: let's put it this way he is the center now. They've groomed him, they, they've honed his skills as a center. I That's, would not move
1: him from there either. Not now. To, no, no, not that now. It makes no sense to move him. That's it. The, the die's been cast. He is your future center. Let the guy play. Guys, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Lance, you want to take another shot at Russ? No? I have nothing to add at all. <laughs> enjoy the weekend, everybody. Yes, enjoy the weekend. Next week, guys, we got Dynamite shows coming your way. I'll announce our draft schedule uh, on Monday, exactly what we're doing. But we'll have our regular shows Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I already have the guests lined up. And, again, guys, we've done the prospect reviews now. So next week is Intel, right? We're trying to find Intel in terms of what might happen. So Charlie Campbell. From Walter, football does a great job. Will be with us on Monday. Our guy Dan Shanka, who Paul loves, will be with us on Tuesday. Tony Pauline will be with us on Wednesday. They'll kind of give us our latest news in terms of what they're hearing teams might do, and then we'll have our special two-hour show. All four of us on together. We'll do a mock draft, and then we'll take a full hour of calls leading up to the draft on Thursday night. And then next week, I'll share what we're doing in terms of the evening shows and the weekend shows. So make sure you guys tune in next week. The best is yet to come. The Giants huddle today is with Charles Davis. Make sure you check that out as well. It'll be up later this afternoon. Don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Go 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com suites for 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 more information, for Lance, for Paul, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time, everybody. And don't forget, Big Blue Kickoff 5 is part of the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.